The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Previously on All-American. Can a man possibly come out intact with his integrity and soul in this world of, of modern fame and Nike commercials? He is the chosen one. He will have the power to impact nations. People say he went off the rails after his dad died. Maybe. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Emergency. I have someone down in front of my house. They hit a pole. I came out to see. Is it a car were... accident, sir? Okay, sir. Is it, sir, is it a car accident? Hello. This is a 911 call from November 27th, 2009. It's a Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. It's a car accident. Yes, I need you. Yes. Okay, and are they trapped inside of the vehicle? No, they're laying on the ground. Yeah. Okay, stay on the line for medical. Don't hang up, okay? After a medic comes on the line, the 911 caller confirms that he's phoning from a residential neighborhood in Windermere, Florida, a suburb of Orlando. I have a neighbor. He hit the tree, and we came out here just to see what was going on. I see him, and he's laying down. By hit a tree, you mean it was an auto accident? Yes, there was an auto accident, yes. Okay. Is he unconscious? Yes. Okay, are you able to tell if he's breathing? Uh, no, I can't tell right now. Okay. All right, we do have help on the way. What color is this car, too? It's a black Escalade. An unidentified woman in the background asks, What happened? And the caller explains that he's calling for help. I'm trying to get a police here right now. We don't know what happened. We're just trying to, we're figuring all out right now. We just, we're on the phone to the police right now. Okay. Yeah, that, that one's calling them right now. Your phone's breaking up. Can you hear me, though, sir? Yes. Okay. Sir, okay. is he on the ground or is he in the car? Yes, he's Hello? I heard a click, but... Yeah, I'm hearing that, too. And that's where the call ends, and where one of the most shocking and talked-about stories of the 2000s begins. Because the world would soon learn that the woman yelling, what happened, was Coltito Woods. And the man on the ground, unconscious, that was Tiger. I'm Jordan Bell, and this is All-American from Stitcher. Season 1, Tiger. Tiger Woods seemed to be in total control through most of the odds. He was ruthlessly disciplined and competitive on the golf course, 
And he had a beautiful wife and two children at home. Maybe he wasn't that Gandhi-like figure that his father Earl had predicted he'd be, but Tiger's image was pretty much pristine. In fact, in 2009, there was only one other American who topped Tiger's lofty approval numbers, newly elected President Barack Obama. But in November of that same year, that perfect image of Tiger Woods, it was completely shattered. And for the first time in his life, the media was no longer playing by his rules. This is Episode 7, The Crash. Hey, Albert. Hey, Jordan. So today, we're going to look back at the moment that completely upended the Tiger Woods story. Why suddenly everyone was interested in Tiger for reasons that had nothing to do with his athletic achievements. Right. So in 2009, Tiger, he was still the number one golfer in the world. And that year, he became the first athlete to exceed a billion dollars in career earnings. But today, we're not going to talk about golf. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Martha Sagaski. We interrupt regular programming right now for breaking news that will rock the world of sports. Tiger Woods, the world's greatest golfer, has been injured in a crash outside his Orlando home. This is from the day of that 911 call in Windermere, Florida. And local Orlando news interrupts afternoon programming to break the story about Tiger's crash. Officials saying Tiger hit a fire hydrant and then a tree at his Isleworth neighborhood around 2.20 this morning. Chopper 2 flying up live over that area right now. The scene is clear. Authorities telling us Woods was driving his 2009 Black Escalade when he lost control by a neighbor's home. Florida Highway Patrol says alcohol did not play a role in this crash. Investigators are working to find out how we crashed, but they say charges are pending. A source telling West, too, he's been treated for facial lacerations. Tiger Woods is the world's number one golfer. He's won 14 majors in his career. Second- At first, the coverage was just straightforward reporting about the car crash. Tiger was literally more popular than the Pope at this point. Of course, people cared that he was in a car accident. But over those next several hours and days, the story became very confusing as details started trickling out. Not only had Tiger run over a fire hydrant and hit a tree, but the windows of his SUV had been shattered by Elon using a golf club. The initial word from police was that Elon broke the windows to get Tiger out of the car and that Tiger was taken to the hospital with facial lacerations before being discharged. Then, that Saturday, Tiger released a statement on his website. But it kind of raised more questions than it answered. Tiger wrote, quote, This is a private matter, and I want to keep it that way. Although I understand there is curiosity, the many false, unfounded, and malicious rumors that are currently circulating about my family and me are irresponsible. So after that statement that basically told us nothing, the press went insane. In the first 36 hours after his accident, there were 3,200 stories published about it. Right. And as for those rumors Tiger mentioned in a statement, those grew too. The press began connecting Tiger's crash to a report that had just been published in the National Enquirer. 
Golf sensation Tiger Woods says his car crash outside his Florida mansion is a private matter, and he intends to keep it that way. Meanwhile, rumors involving his wife and possibly an affair with a New York woman continue to swirl at this hour. Let's switch live to ABC News correspondent. Okay, so here's where our Tiger story officially turns tabloid. I'm looking at the Inquirer issue where they published the story about Tiger. It hit newsstands the Wednesday before Thanksgiving 2009, just before the crash. And besides the tiger story, this issue has got kind of what you'd expect from a tabloid known for sensationalist journalism. Right. There's big, splashy photos of Martha Stewart and Rachel Ray with the cover line, Rachel Ray to Martha, I hate you. (laughs) And then the headline, Oprah quits show for Gail. (laughs) And there's a smiling Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes and something about twins and fertility treatments. All this issue is really missing is a lady giving birth to an alien. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) And then along the top of the cover, there's another headline. Tiger Woods cheating scandal with a photo of Tiger and the words, with this woman, sexy pictures inside, pointing to a small headshot of a woman. And inside the issue, there are photos of Tiger and his wife, Elin Nordegren. But there are also photos of another woman we've never heard about named Rachel Uchatel. Yep, that's U-C-H-I-T-E-L. And as you'll hear, the media never really settles on how to pronounce it. So we're going with Uchatel. In the photo of her that runs with the story, Uchatel is well-dressed and in dark sunglasses, rolling a suitcase on a city street in Melbourne, Australia. The Inquirer had tracked her there from New York and followed her as she checked into a hotel where Tiger was staying. The story claims that Yushatel and Tiger had been having an affair for the last several months. But remember, this story came out just before Thanksgiving. And for a brief moment, no one really seemed to care. I mean, it's the Inquirer. According to them, someone is always having an affair. Right. But then Tiger crashes his car. And reporters start looking to the Inquirer story for some answers. The woman the National Enquirer claims had an affair with Tiger Woods was in Los Angeles Monday meeting with high-powered celebrity attorney Gloria Allred. This is a segment from a show called Hollywood 411 one of a number of entertainment tabloid TV shows that breathlessly covered the Tiger story. And all of a sudden, the media was having to brush up on their golf metaphors. The Tiger Woods story has taken on more twists and turns than a par five. And the latest twist leads us right here to this inconspicuous, exclusive Hamptons hotspot called the Pink Elephant. Now, if Tiger's marriage really is in the rough, it may have something to do, according to published reports, with a woman known as the VIP diva who has worked here at the club as the director of VIP services. The National Enquirer claims in a bombshell report that the other woman in Tiger's life is Rachel Uchitel and that the VIP in her life is Tiger Woods. All the focus was on Uchitel until... Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. I need you to do me a huge favor. Tiger left this voicemail for a woman named Jamie Grubbs. Grubbs provided the audio to Us Weekly, who published it less than a week after the crash, as part of a cover story on Tiger's infidelity allegations. Here's how the voicemail ends. Can you please 
uh, take your name off your phone. My wife went through my phone and uh, maybe calling you. You got to do this for me. Huge. Quickly. All right. Bye. This voicemail, it was a bombshell when it came out. Everyone at my office couldn't stop talking about how weird and awkward that huge, quickly sign-off was. <laughs> but we just never heard Tiger like this. He just sounds so desperate. Yeah, almost scared. It's so clear that he knows things are spiraling. Totally. Tiger's image had been so carefully cultivated by him and his team all these years. And now... He's totally losing control. Yeah, the headline of the Us Weekly story was, Yes, he cheated. It alleged that in addition to his affair with Yushatel, Tiger also had some 20 sexual encounters with Grubbs, a 24-year-old cocktail waitress. And this is where things really escalate. After that voicemail, the alleged infidelities just, they just snowballed. More and more women kept coming forward claiming to have slept with Tiger, the story was everywhere. Being here in New York during the time, I remember taking the subway and seeing people clutching copies of the New York Daily News or the Post with Elon, Tiger, and random women splashed on the covers. And clearly, headline writers were working overtime. Yeah, I'm going to read a few of these headlines, all from the New York Post. So the first one is KG Tiger. <laughs> Yeah, that's the headline for a story on Tiger's statement that told us basically nothing. And Tiger cops out. That's Tiger being elusive with the cops, trying to investigate the car accident, and eventually just slapping him with a $164 traffic ticket. <laughs> Tiger's birdies. That's more women coming forward. And then I'm a cheetah. And even more women coming forward. Tiger's green fees. <laughs> a story about how... Tiger paid his mistresses off. And then, of course, there's Tiger Pulls Out. Yeah, that's Tiger pulling out of a golf tournament. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I counted 20 straight days of Tiger on the cover of the New York Post. That is crazy. Yeah, Tiger made the cover of the New York Post for more consecutive days than the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Wow. It feels gross. I mean... Sure, some of these headlines are clever, but some just completely flatten a really complicated life and story. And I can only imagine how painful this time must have been for Tiger, and especially for Elin and the rest of their family. And it wasn't just the tabloids that were going into overdrive. Today, the seventh woman came forward claiming to be his mistress. I know, this is like Spartacus or something. I'm Tiger's mistress. No, I am Tiger. And, and but alleged mistresses are popping up in droves. I mean, in the morning we started out with, I don't, there's been like three today, a couple of porn stars, a lot of cocktail waitresses, so many cocktail waitresses. I mean, no wonder I, when I go to a bar, I can never get a drink. They're all with Tiger Woods. It's, to make a long story short, if you have a lower back tattoo and you haven't slept with Tiger Woods, you're a loser. You really are. Today I got myself the new Tiger Woods advent calendar. It is so cool. Every day it reveals a new mistress. It's like, oh. Hey, Cap. 
What's the subject? What's the difference between Santa Claus and, and Tiger Woods? What's that? Uh, Santa, Santa Claus quits after three hoes. But you know... This is part of a five-minute roundup of late-night jokes about Tiger that aired on MSNBC. But I gotta say, those jokes are so backwards. They're attempting to make fun of Tiger, but they're actually picking on women. Yeah. And by the way, it's not like Tiger Woods is the first high-profile man to ever get caught cheating on his wife. Plenty of politicians, athletes, and other celebrities have made headlines for their indiscretions. For sure. Like David Letterman, who also had a field day telling Tiger jokes, and who just two months earlier went through his own very public sex scandal. But, you know, I I think there's a reason why Tiger scandal reached such a fever pitch. It was just so shocking. The details that kept coming out totally flipped everything we thought we knew about him. And I would also say another thing that really didn't help here was Tiger's initial response to the situation. He didn't make an effort to get ahead of the story in any way. Instead, as the scandal continued to grow, Tiger put out a couple more statements on his website. In one, he mentioned his, quote, transgressions and said he let his family down, but offered no further explanation or details. And in another statement, Tiger announced he'd be taking an indefinite break from golf to, quote, focus on being a better husband, father, and person. Beyond that, the public didn't hear anything from Tiger about what was going on. He clearly wasn't ready to talk. In fact, his silence started to become the story. Welcome back to the Situation Room. Big developments in the Tiger Woods drama. First, the mysterious accident at his Florida home. Then, the acknowledgement of some personal failings on his website. And now, finally, Woods addresses the media in person outside his home. Let's go there live. This is a cold open from Saturday Night Live, which aired just a week after Tiger's crash. That's Jason Sudeikis as Wolf Blitzer. He cuts to Tiger Woods, played by Kenan Thompson, who's wearing a red polo, a black Nike TW hat, and a bandage over his cheek. Standing next to him is Blake Lively as Elon. And a caption below reads, Tiger Woods talks to media. And remember, in real life, Tiger had not spoken to the media yet. I, uh, I have not been true to my values and uh, the behavior my family deserves. Look, I'm not perfect. I'm uh, far short of perfect. Yeah. For all of those who uh, have supported me over the years, I offer my profound apology for these multiple transgressions. Multiple? D- did I say multiple? Because... This just in, Tiger Woods is back in the hospital. (laughs) Apparently just... The bit goes on a tad too long, and Blake Lively's portrayal of Elon here really bothered me. It makes her seem clueless and vindictive, and like she can't speak English. But beyond implying that Elon had beaten Tiger up, this SNL skit was a clear jab at Tiger and his disappearing act. If he wasn't going to talk to the press, well... We just pretend he would. It's like his silence made the story even bigger. In fact, by this point, Tiger and Elin were finally People magazine cover material. 
All right, Tom and Katie, Oprah, Howie Mandel talking about his OCD, the McCoy septuplets at 12. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, this is classic People magazine stuff. This is Larry Hackett, who we heard from in the last episode. He's flipping through an issue of People magazine from December 2009. Because, yes, he does have a bound copy of every single issue from his time as editor. You'll remember the last time we spoke with Larry, he said Tiger was like wallpaper, a.k.a. totally dull. But not anymore. Now, this heretofore boring golfer is now a hell of a story. A hell of a story that could sell. Tiger in Trouble is the cover on the December 14th issue. Can you describe what the picture on the cover is? It's a picture of Tiger. He's wearing a It's outside. Um, It's Tiger and Elon. It's a paparazzi picture, but it's a decent picture. He's looking away from the camera. She has sunglasses on. She's looking at him. There's an inset of, I guess, that woman, Rachel, whatever her name was. You should tell. Let's see. So then inside... Music, movies, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Tiger in the Rough is the headline. (laughs) Pretty good, right? It's a good headline. Um, Yeah. And then the next week, she's the cover again. Tiger's wife, Elin. It's a photograph of her looking pensive. Um, And the week after that was the special double issue. And she's she's an inset in that, um, which is a little cover picture. And it says, Elon and Tiger, quote, they're done. <laughs> and then we did at least two more going into 2010. You know, Elon's ordeal, that kind of thing. And, and all the covers are basically speculating, will she stay or will she go? So on some level, Albert, I appreciate that People Magazine was looking at this from Elon's point of view. As in, she's the one who's got to deal with the cheating husband. Yeah. Larry told us he knew readers... They would connect with Elon. We started to do stories about Elon because we saw Elon as the hero slash central character, right? He's a dog. We can't put him on the cover over and over again because he's bad. Whenever we would do crime stories, never put the criminal on the cover. You put the victim on the cover. People don't want to spend money on the criminal. They want to spend money reading about the victim. And it turns out that money, that's really what was fueling the scandal. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. 
T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In November of 2009, I got a call from my editor at Sports Illustrated, Jim Harry, and he called one day and said, I've received a peculiar call from these two women, two women on one line. They were from Las Vegas, but I think they were calling from New York uh, uh, at the moment, and they were trying to sell a story to Sports Illustrated. This is Michael Bamberger. He's a writer at Golf Magazine and Golf.com. And he published a book earlier this year on Tiger Woods. But back in 2009, Michael was my colleague at Sports Illustrated. And I'm paraphrasing, but this is roughly what it was. For some sum, like they were looking for uh, roughly $25,000. They were going to give up an acquaintance slash friend or former friend of theirs who they alleged was having an affair with Tiger Woods. And would Sports Illustrated be interested in buying that story? So this tip that Bamberger is talking about, it happened before Tiger's car crash. These two women thought they could get $25,000 from SI in exchange for their tip about Tiger's cheating. Right. There was just one catch. Like most mainstream publications, Sports Illustrated is not in the practice of buying information. Doing so just sends you down a road with very complicated ethical questions. Plus, how do you know if you're even buying reliable information? And in this case, SI staffers weren't even comfortable with the intel being offered up for sale. Here's Bamberger. And I said to Jim, well, what would we do with the information if we got it? In other words, Tiger Woods is having an affair. How and why would that be a story for Sports Illustrated? My feeling is that it wasn't. So, Albert, I want to ask about why this wasn't a story for Sports Illustrated. It obviously was of interest to tons of other outlets at the time. Well, Bamberger says that on some level, he was naturally interested in this rumor about Tiger. And yet... I feel exactly the same now as I did then. An, an athlete is not a clergyman. He's not an elected official. He's not a judge. They should have a, a, a broad right to privacy. To Bamberger... Tiger's private life was off-limits. A sports magazine probably didn't need to be looking into Tiger's, you know, business. I would like to think that in our American culture, we uh, have broad respect for other people's rights to privacy. And uh, I don't know what could be more private than one's uh, sex life. I don't think any of us would want our private lives uh, uh, spied on in that fashion. And I don't think just simply being very good at sports uh, makes you exempt from that right. And by the way, where are you going to draw the line? You know, uh, that, that Tiger is so famous, he loses his rights to privacy, but another golfer, uh, Phil Mickelson or Vijay Singh, whomever it might be, I don't think it really works that way. 
So Bamberger and his editor didn't do the story, but someone else did. As I understand it, they sold uh, their story to the National Enquirer. Ah, yes, the Enquirer story that started it all. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, I agree with Bamberger. A story about Tiger having consensual relationships outside his marriage doesn't feel like a story for SI. And you could really argue that the amount of coverage this whole thing got was probably uncalled for. Tiger was clearly a public figure, but yeah, I agree. Not every story about his personal life feels like it should be fair game. The birth of Tiger's children, sure, of course, but Tiger's sex life? That's a private matter. And reputable news outlets don't generally go digging in that arena unless someone can report that something clearly illegal is happening, which was not the case here. And I think another reason why the Tiger scandal ended up exploding the way it did was because reputable news outlets, they were under a lot of pressure at this point in time. Media was changing, shifting online, and print publications had to keep up or risk being totally irrelevant and even going under. Yeah, I remember telling people I wanted to study journalism around this time and people looking at me like, that's a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, they were probably giving you really good advice. (laughs) I mean, I got into journalism to work on in-depth stories, but media... It was really changing when I got to SI. You know, there was a growing emphasis on stories that drove traffic and much less focus on quality journalism. Yeah. And during this transition period, print publications were really trying to keep up with newly popular gossip websites and blogs like TMZ and Perez Hilton. Larry Hackett at People told us that during those years, his magazine moved away from feel-good human interest stories. They pivoted to celebrity-driven, splashy, salacious covers that would sell better. Over here at a supermarket, I got to sell magazines. And people are buying these magazines when they check out with their groceries on a Saturday. And if I don't do it, Us Magazine is going to do it. And that's how this works. And if Us Weekly isn't going to do it, well, the National Enquirer definitely will. Right. And it turns out that the National Enquirer, they'd been sitting on the story of Tiger's affairs for years before they broke it. There's kind of an insane backstory. According to a Wall Street Journal story from 2009, the mother of one of the women Tiger was having an affair with, she tried to sell her story to the Enquirer back in 2007. And Tiger's team, they caught wind of this at the time, and they were not happy. Tiger's agent called up the Enquirer and asked, what do we have to do to cover up this story? It makes sense that Tiger and his team wanted to keep this leak under control. And they were successful at first. They were, because the Enquirer's parent company also owned Men's Fitness. So the company offered up a trade. If Tiger appeared on the cover of Men's Fitness, they would not run the affair story in the Enquirer. Tiger took the deal. And so that same summer, we got Tiger on the cover of Men's Fitness in a tank top touting a new fitness routine. And by the way, sales for that Men's Fitness issue, 
they were up 30% over typical sales at the time. It's honestly pretty incredible to me just how much money these affairs generated. You have these women and their supposed friends selling information. You've got the media outlets bartering and kind of blackmailing Tiger. You've got magazines like Us and people profiting off the covers once the news breaks. I never really thought about the money at play in a scandal like this. Oh, for sure. But money was lost, too. Mostly Tiger's money. After the scandal, Tiger starts losing his sponsorships including AT&T, Gillette, and Gatorade. It's like everyone had a stake in this scandal. So, Albert, what was Sports Illustrated's stake? I mean, this is the magazine that kind of made Tiger. Well, after the crash, the SI editors, who were grappling with how to cover the story in some way, they turned to Scott Price. We heard from Scott in a previous episode He did that 2000 cover story where he got 20 whole minutes with Tiger. (laughs) Now, in early 2010, a few months after the crash, he was assigned a very different Tiger story. He went to Florida to do some reporting because there was still a lot of confusion about what actually happened the night of the crash. You know, I just wanted sort of on the ground understanding of, of, of where things were. But I got to tell you, in doing the reporting, what was astonishing to me as narrative and as scandal was just how small it was. And, and what I mean by that is this wasn't Muhammad Ali standing up for the draft, you know, and, and against the draft and then being banned for three years and losing his career. The tragedy of that is obvious. This wasn't O.J. Simpson. This wasn't this sort of epic horror that really shined a light on longstanding racial inequalities and 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 really showcased a, a divide in America. You know, just and how they viewed the case. This was so decidedly small. And what I mean is, when I first started reporting it, and I'm reading all this stuff, I read in my notes, and I wrote it down. So this is what you did. With being Tiger Woods, like you were just another schmuck going to Vegas and trying to pick up a cocktail waitress. In Florida, Price tracked down police reports to offer, finally, a complete account of what actually happened the night of the crash. So around 2 a.m., Tiger left his house in a rush after Elon had confronted him about his affairs. He got in his car ran over a fire hydrant, and crashed into a tree. And angry Elon did break the windows with a golf club. She told investigators that Tiger had been drinking earlier in the day and that he was on prescriptions for Vicodin and Ambien. Investigators tried to get Tiger's blood work, but a judge refused to subpoena Tiger. Sounds like an example of him getting the celebrity treatment. Scott's story came out in April 2010. But none of those details are what stuck with him. Instead, he was left with this feeling of disappointment over who Tiger had become. So there's sort of this monumental, epic idea of what he's capable of. And instead, for whatever reason, it was it had become a story about really the most original sin there is. 
which is, you know, infidelity and lying to a spouse. He was supposed to be different, special, and grand. And instead, his downfall revealed a man who was just like us. Once again, Tiger Woods is back in the headlines. In In Touch Weekly claims and has emails of Tiger Woods telling alleged mistress... Rachel, what, how do you say? You, 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 you can tell. tell. You can tell. You can tell she's a put, as a hooker. <laughs> you can tell she's is that a putain. You can yes. tell she's a putain. <laughs> <laughs> This is a segment from The View, and the crew will be Goldberg, Joy Behart, Sherry Shepard, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, and Barbara Walters are serving us some 2009-era sexism with those you-should-tell jokes. They discuss how Tiger had been on a shortlist for the Medal of Freedom, but now no one was nominating him for anything. At some point, we'll go back to how great a golfer yeah. he actually is, because well, that's that's that. it. Yeah. Well, no, but yeah. I, you know, the the medal wasn't for his personal life. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, he is a great golfer, and he's no, done some amazing business stuff. But I just contributions to society. Well, you know, he has actually contributed to society. This is his personal life. He kept it's, a lot of women. None of us, oh, except <laughs> except maybe everybody at this table, but me. You know, my God, I'd have to give back everything if people knew some of the things oh, I did in my personal life. I'm serious. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This goes, this is a, mm-hmm. this is a little mm-hmm. more than just a transgression. No, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't well, think it is a little more than a transgression mm-hmm. because it's a transgression to a lot of people. A lot of people feel that way, but I have also transgressed and you know I've taken lots of heat for it. And that's and, why you feel why, this way. And but, what I'm saying is do not forget that he is just a guy who's a brilliant golfer and not God. Looking back on this story over 10 years later, Whoopi is the only voice here who is really cutting through the noise. She's like, come on, guys, we did this. We put Tiger on this pedestal. But in the end, Tiger was just a golfer. And after the scandal, he wasn't even doing that. He kind of disappeared. But finally, in February 2010, after three months of complete silence, Tiger faced the cameras and spoke. Next time on All American. Good morning, and thank you for joining me. While I have always tried to be a private person, There are some things I want to say. All American is a production from Stitcher. This episode was written, reported, and produced by Albert Chen and me, Jordan Bell. Gianna Palmer is our story editor. Abigail Keel is our senior producer. Our executive producers are Daisy Rosario and Chris Bannon. Casey Holford is our mix engineer who also wrote our fantastic theme music. And thank you to Nick Dooley and Kelvin Bias. And remember, we want to hear from you. Email us with your thoughts about season one and your ideas for an athlete you want to learn more about in season two. You can reach us at allamerican at stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. It goes a long way. Thanks.
Okay. You ready there? Or are you still? <laughs> the hostile. I love See, snacky if you had only just had that snack while everyone else was. I know I wasn't ready for it. It was still gross. And now I'm desperate enough for I'm like, I'll eat these shitty chips. <laughs> Stitcher. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 